Hello there. How are you? Welcome along to the podcast, Sport and Life. I hope you're well. I hope this works because I've been trying to record this all day. Just a quick footballers in the mind's eye. A lot of traction on this one, actually, but I try to rattle through as quickly as I can and hope you enjoy it. Let me know how you feel about it. You can rate it on iTunes after the podcast, after listening. And you can also get in contact with me on Twitter, Ed Draper81. Ed underscore Draper81 is the Instagram handle. Thank you for listening anyway and tuning and clicking on the button. Thank you to the sponsors, as ever, Bang & Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. And actually, on the optimistic note, the platform I make the podcast on, which has been a little bit temperamental of late, but generally very good, is Anchor. And it's owned by Spotify now, the huge, obviously, international music and audio platform video now. Increasingly, I think Joe Rogan experiences uh inspired them ignited their interest in in video so they're producing video too but spotify own it and they provided me a year feedback and everything's going really well the podcast is it's going from strength to strength still modest numbers by the likes of of joe rogan of course and people like that but it's on the increase and a special hello to people listening in america as well united states because that seems to be where there's been a big upsurge in listenership as well which is interesting because i went to college there learned my craft in the united states big fan of the country big fan of some of their ideals and values not necessarily the practical application but again that's just humans isn't it i think we're we're difficult but welcome along to those guys from the states uh bang Olufsen of cheltenham are the sponsors and i contacted jason shared that with him earlier jason briggs is the uh the head man there the leader of the team and they are purveyors and specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations through that company serene av if you're looking at christmas for big screens home entertainment systems treat a partner if you've had a good year or they've been uh, particularly worthy of a good present then remember it doesn't have to just be banging off some equipment jason and his team will offer you a bespoke service quote idea that's uh, unique to your circumstances and suits your situation thank you also to cytoplan for the association with the podcast food-based supplements and if you're looking to optimize your immunity I'm taking actually Immune Complete 2, which is a specific supplement that they provide for adult men and postmenstrual women, pretty much younger women, menstruating women, and young children should be on Immune Complete 1, holistic one-stop shop, which includes the trace elements, selenium and zinc, and things like vitamin D3 as we head into the winter months, depending on where you are in the world, even if you're in the USA, you might be in Florida or California, where you can still get some good sunshine, of course, through the winter. Not quite the case here. Well, yeah, it went sunny for about five minutes, but now it's dark at 4.39 p.m. So uh, we're in the tunnel, as they say, in the northern parts of Europe. But if you uh, want a supplement, if you would like to check out cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, and you'll move to purchase one of the supplements, you can get a 30% discount on your initial purchase and a 10% discount thereafter with the code DRAPER10R. D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R. So thank you to Bang & Olufsen of Cheltenham. Thank you to Cytoplan as well. I still pay for them, by the way, myself. We get a discount as a family, but we've been paying for 20 years. We must have spent thousands. So it is certainly something we believe in as, uh, as a family under the stewardship of my father, Dr. Mark Draper, who's a nutritionist as well as a general practitioner, doctor, former anaesthetist in the UK 
up not far from here actually practices in the Cotswolds. Right, footballers in the mind's eye. December the 4th, this was based on a social media post I made yesterday. It is, if you're new to this concept, a hypothetical scenario with no people's names mentioned. It's just a, a couple of lines where you picture a player to match the script or the description or the words and see who you come up with. So this was posted on December the 3rd, 11.30 a.m. on Twitter. I'll get to Instagram in a second. It was posted a little bit later yesterday there. But footballers in the mind's eye is, and then uh, the simple statement, picture a luxury player, a quote-unquote luxury player. Who do you see? Matthew Letizia for me. So this is a player, if in terms of people who may be new to the concept, a luxury player, how I see it. And again, it's semantics. People have taken different interpretations, which is, again, interesting. No wrong answers. But I see it as someone who's sort of unshackled from the diligent, the dutiful roles of a team that's got that free maverick creative role in a side. Um, a little bit of license to thrill, typically very creative, very skillful, maybe less so common in, in modern football, but certainly in the 90s, Matthew Letizia epitomized that, played in that kind of hole between midfield and attack. Wonderful skill to flick over players, to juggle, to shoot from distance, to curl the ball, to power the ball, to volley the ball. Had pretty much everything to his game. Was a big guy as well. So all the more impressive. And I've worked with him at Sky Sports subsequently in his career in the media as well. Good guy. Uh, Jason Christopher, says Eric Cantona, former Manchester United, Leeds United, France star, occasionally, sometimes, relatively often, <laughs> temperamental, could be angry, could be violent on occasion, couldn't he, Cantona, but a maverick. And whenever he missed as well, he'd have that thing where he'd have his collar turned up and he'd just stand there and not hide. He'd try and just still take the, the sort of attention and the real catalyst for Manchester United's success as well. The missing ingredient and kind of played in that hole, didn't he, behind Mark Hughes. Hughes was being the main striker. He'd play between the midfield and Hughes. James Lupton has to be Zola for me. Gianfranco Zola, wonderful balance, even though probably didn't need that great balance. He was so small, wasn't he, Zola? The Italian international, the star that came to Chelsea and kind of laid the tracks with other players around the turn of the century for Chelsea becoming this force that they have become under Roman Abramovich, the manager, and uh, Roman Abramovich, the owner, sorry, and initially Jose Mourinho as that first manager. Uh, Jonathan Drennan says JJ Okocha. Nigerian international star for Bolton Wanderers in the UK in the early part of the century. And again, I think Sam Allardyce, being the manager, was typically cast in the role of being a sort of industrial style, pragmatic manager, but actually had some real flair players in there. Another one's mentioned later on here as well, but JJ Okocha, certainly a star. Uh, Paul Edwards says Bergkamp, and he's got a smiley face with starry eyes. That is Dennis Bergkamp, Island, uh, Island North, Netherlands star and Arsenal star for long periods, former Inter Milan player, played with some and, and got the best out of some wonderful players at Arsenal in that creative role that he had at the team. Ian Wright, Nicola Anelka, Thierry Henry, Mark Overmars, Robert Pires, Freddie Lundberg, all benefited from his vision and skill and some of the goals he scored. And look him up online if you're a younger, younger person as well. Dennis Bergkamp's showreel because he'd kill a ball from 70 yards, dead, flick it over a defender. There's one in Newcastle, I believe, where he sort of controlled the ball around the defender with the outside of his foot and then slotted it home. Beautiful skill. And again, a man well over six feet tall. So all the more impressive that he had that agility, dexterity and skill. Chris Brennan, who I believe is a journalist based in Northern Ireland, says Janino, former Middlesbrough, tiny man, but wonderful talent, big smile. Remember him playing for Middlesbrough in the late 90s. Uh, what's real? JJ Kocha, we've had. Uh, Raquel May and Ben Arthur, Juan Roman Raquel May, the Argentine, played in 
Spain, didn't he? I think for Real. I'm just going to check that as we speak as well. Uh, remember for the Argentina national team as well, playing against people like Beckham. I think at the 2002 World Cup, maybe, yeah, he was 97 to 2008, Argentina, England beat Argentina, got the revenge for 98, I suppose, and for 86 in the 2002 World Cup. Beckham penalty 1-0. Wasn't it? He played for Villarreal, yeah. Boca Juniors in Argentina. Barcelona for 2002, 2005. Actually living in the United States in that period and maybe didn't see that much of him playing for, for Barca, to be fair. But remember him at Villarreal later on when I came back to the UK, worked as a sports journalist here. So let's uh, continue. One of them, another Kelmi attacking midfielder. I think he was left-footed, was he? If I had to, if I had to say. Um, and Ben Arthur, Hatton Ben Arthur, and he's actually spelt it A-R-F-A, but it's uh, Harthur, isn't it? But it's French. I think he's still playing. I'm just going to check that as well. Hatton Ben Arthur, Newcastle United, is a big association for Premier League fans. Winger, but again, maybe not a winger that would go defensively and, and try and stop things as well. Uh, I managed to click on association football here as a Wikipedia link, but Hatton Ben Arthur, now 33 years of age, playing at Bordeaux back in France. Started out at Lyon, played at Marseille, Newcastle United 2011 to 2015, then Hull City on loan. Don't remember that too much about that. Eight appearances in the league. Nice, Paris Saint-Germain, Rennes, via the lead in Spain for five appearances. And now back at Bordeaux in France. Atom Ben Arthur, yeah, wonderful, jinking player. Played for Newcastle in that time, didn't he? And that's a few Newcastle players have come up. And they've had an association with that type of player maybe in the past as well. Uh, let's just see how we're getting on here with the Twitter account. Uh, Jan Mulby and David Beckham for me is MB Box Tendo, professional sports training system. Uh, Jan Mulby, famous, rotund, non-athletic, really, wasn't in his frame. I'm sure he'd be candid about that, but he was, even in those days in the 90s, perhaps counter to the perception of, of being all action, all, all fitness in terms of playing midfield as well. A wonderful pass master, beautiful range of passing. Jan Mulby just spray the ball around. And David Beckham for me, MB Box Tender. David Beckham, he, I know in a sense, maybe a luxury in that he's some of his best influence on a game was set pieces, crossing corners and free kicks. But very industrious, huge output, huge running stats, very fit guy. So maybe not quite a luxury, but sort of know what you mean. But again, it's just opinion. Moggs, Ginola, David Ginola, I think he's misspelled it, but I think that's what he means. He's spelled G-E-N-O-L-A, but obviously it's, G, it's supposed to be G-I-N-O-L-A. Ginola, we called him for a long time. Then Ginola, I think, is the French pronunciation. Newcastle, Tottenham, Starby mentioned a lot, actually, in these scenarios from anything attacking and creative, but could go both ways. Two-footed, good skill. Um, did play nominally on the wing, but as again, not kind of the winger that was expected or indeed did track back much. Sid Harvey, Frank Worthington. Check out Frank Worthington's wonderful goal. Looked up its for Bolton Wanderers against Ipswich. I don't know what year it was, but I think it's the 1970s. Defence of Ipswich rushes out. He controls it and flicks it over the hot. Pretty much like, it looks like he's beat the whole defence. Runs, follows his own flick through, chests it and volleys it in. That's worth looking. Frank Worthington, W-O-R-T-H-I-N-G-T-O-N. Worth looking up that goal if you've not seen it before. It was kind of played in my youth quite a lot, even though we're probably 20 years on from when the goal was scored. Chingford AFC says Jack Ever. Chingford, I presume, a non-league team. Jack Ever may be a player for them. I'm not sure. Uh, Robbie Scott just says Adel Terapt. And I should shout out James Golden because the germination for this idea, for this version of footballers in the mind's eye, 
the luxury player came from the podcast with him last week. We were talking about footballers in the mind's eye and we were talking about backheeled flicks, volleys, backheeled sort of volleyed flicks. And he mentioned Adel Tarapt and I quoted luxury player. So it was a seed of, of this conversation now. And he uh, mentioned Adel Tarapt as the ultimate luxury player, James Golden, the fitness trainer, AK underscore the fitness pro on, on Instagram. And Adel Tarapt is from Robbie Scotcher. Shadrach, Shadrach at the Black Elixir says signing Dimitar Berbatov in 2009 felt indulgent. Yeah, I suppose let's think about luxury players. It is something like extra spice and top, the cherry on top in terms of uh, not the kind of spit and sawdust of a team, the industrial side of it. Berbatov was actually 2008. He was at United through 2012, I believe. And at a time when there were sort of talented but very hardworking players as well, like Tevez, Rooney, Wayne Rooney, and Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, for Berbatov's first season at Manchester United after he signed from Tottenham Hotspur, where he had a previously great relationship, great striker partnership with Robbie Keane. So he was, he was kind of a sort of phlegmatic, sort of languid style, but beautiful talent, Berbatov. Great flicks, great control, great skill, great shooting ability as well. Good goal scorer, good stats. Uh, Matt Stevens, Coutinho, just magical for me, Felipe Coutinho, which... Great player for Liverpool, wasn't he? Cutting inside Brazilian, curling those balls with his right foot. Good vision of pass as well. Very good at dribbling as well in short, close spaces. But when he left for 150 million, wasn't it? Something like that. That money was used as a springboard really for Liverpool to kick on, become the team that they are now with the Champions League in 2019, the Premier League this summer, and ultimately the reinvestment in defensive reinforcements in terms of the goalkeeper Allison and Virgil van Dijk that um, talismanic leader at the back for them. The Dutch defender is out injured at the moment. You can see that Coutinho leaving Liverpool, in a sense, has, has been more important to them than him playing there. But he made his name for an attractive Barca for doing that. Hasn't quite worked out in Catalonia for him. Been on loan at Bayern Munich, hasn't he? But he's 28 years of age. Maybe he can come good. Um, got a meme here from GB Sports Tournaments, which is just David Ginola licking his lips. I think post-playing as a pundit, maybe a little bit older, a little bit younger than he is now, but looking at those Hollywood movie star looks that he's got very uh, attractive guys well as talented my wife always mentions him which is interesting because she was a teenage girl when he was playing uh, james white says peak nico cranchar top quality but never really fancied the dirty work croatia midfielder played for portsmouth and tottenham could strike with the ball from around the edge of the box as well i remember nico cranchar didn't really watch him intently to the point obviously saw him in the 2008 fa cup final with pompey they won that under harry redknapp but Maybe didn't study him in the sense of, of knowing how much industry, how much diligence he had. But certainly, yeah, a good striker in the ball. can see that. Uh, Mike Berkey says, Payet slash Tarap. So, Dimitri Payet, former West Ham player. Probably too short in the Premier League. Wasn't in the sense to stay here, but had personal re reasons to get back to France. And, you know, you have to maybe take that into consideration, don't you? The human side of it. We don't always, as fans, with our expectations. Adult Tarap again comes up. So, James will be happy with that. Andy Lloyd says, King Cladsey even though I'm a red, so Andy Lloyd's a Manchester United fan, but King Cladsey is star for Manchester City in the 1990s. Georgian ended up playing in Russia, I think, towards the end of his career. He's been retired about 14, 15 years, but mercurial, mesmeric talent with his dribbling. He's sort of slalom, but within a confined space in the penalty area, he could beat like five or six defenders. And look up him on YouTube if you're not familiar. K-I-N-K-L-A-D. Z-E, Z-E, sorry, Z-E if you're in the States. Uh, me at Adrian Remedy said David Ginola. Paul Bullock says Ozil, as in a luxury we can do without hashtag Gunners. It's one of the few I didn't like because I thought it was a bit mean. Mesut Ozil frozen out of the picture at Arsenal and people moaning his, his wages. 
in terms of his lack of industry, but he's never been that player, has he? Wonderful statistics when he's at Real Madrid, winning Champions Leagues and, and everything in Spain. And with Germany, success two, 2014 World Cup, destroyed England at the 2010 World Cup, actually. I remember him running away from Gareth Barry down that left side, just cutting us apart on the counter-attack. Great vision, um, but maybe not great defensively, but perhaps that's the whole point. He's a luxury player. Maybe we need to reappreciate them. Carl T says, Kagawa always felt like that with United. I suppose it means he's a luxury. Shinji Kagawa, Japan international, former midfielder for Borussia Dortmund as well. Still playing, I believe. He's not actually that old. Um, United 2012 to 2014. Again, that's a transitional period, so maybe he's unlucky to be around at that time. Lead right, Twitter handle, so I presume boxing, a boxing uh, fan. The lead right punch. Raquel May, he's gone for the Argentine. We've mentioned it before. Gavin Meyer says, hi, Ed, for me. Maverick, Newcastle, winger Lauren Robert typifies this scenario. Yeah, Frenchman, fantastic Robert. Power, pace, thunderous left foot. What interested me actually about this, and I don't know if you're in a similar age bracket to me, you may empathise that your perception of time gets murky. Some things that were recent seem long ago and some things that were fairly long ago seem recent. So I looked up Lauren Robert. Lauren Robert and found out that he was retired in 2006. So he's been retired for 14 years. Whereas I thought it was kind of almost in the Atom Ben Arthur era at Newcastle, but clearly not. John Bailey says Adil Tarat. It's another one for the Tarat fan club. Simon Wilkinson says Atom Ben Arthur, Frenchman again. Judgey, I think, is a bit tongue in cheek. He goes for the tough tackling midfielder, Lee Catamol, who I think was anything but a luxury. He was a nuts and bolts, wasn't he, of, of teams like Sunderland. Um, Lorenzo Tubalong is having a purpose. I don't know if he changes that Twitter handle. It's always Lorenzo, but it might change. He says, uh, guys, Comendietta and Janinio Burra. Mendietta, the great midfielder, actually a pundit on the La Liga football at Sky as well. Bilingual, uh, probably from playing in England, I suppose. Yuri Jurkiev, the Bolton France star, won the World Cup of France in 98 and the European Championships as well. Really creative talents. A part of that team with, with Thierry Henry and, and Nicola Anelka. Uh, Jake Rudge, Angolo Kante, uh, a luxury player, the cameraman at Sky Jake, a colleague and friend of mine. Interesting that, isn't it? The midfielder, great star for France, won the league with Leicester and Chelsea. Talked about actually with Carlton Palmer. I think he's a luxury. He's kind of functional player in a sense, but actually maybe underestimated in terms of his ability to get forward and has scored goals when liberated at Chelsea. But again, no wrong answers. Alan says, this is Alan at Alan Job 7, Mickey Hazard. And I remember Hazard in his second incarnation, his second instalment at Tottenham Hotspur in the 90s. He'd previously been there in the 80s, I believe, uh, but came back. He played for Swindon Town as well under Glenn Hoddle. And that's interesting because Alan says that. And then immediately beneath him, Alan says Glenn Hoddle as well. So it's the same, same person. And Hoddle played in the 80s Tottenham as well. So maybe Alan was a big 80s Tottenham Hotspur fan. Michael Patterson says Atom Ben Arthur at Newcastle, but such a joy to watch. Yeah, so I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that it's a luxury player. Partly that is it. It's entertainment football, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's not just about results, or it shouldn't be, I don't think. It's not doesn't explain why we love it so much. Brian N, Eric Cantona, Glenn Furman, Ugo Porfirio, or Danny mid-90s West Ham Wonders. Yeah, again, players that I didn't really pick up on too much being a Manchester United fan as a young boy. Travis Robinson, Lauren Robert. He's got the trickle or French flag as well. Good stuff. Glenn Furman, modern player. Frenchman, Jeremy Menez. A few French people and French players, aren't there? That kind of, uh, you had that confidence to be a luxury player as well. That arrogance to just sort of 
maybe not do all your hard work, but just know that you're confident enough to deliver creatively. Uh, he says, Jeremy Menez at Milan, yeah, former Milan player, played in Mexico as well, played all over the world, I believe, maybe in France now, I'm not sure. Uh, Ricky Christie, Juan Roman Raquelme, trying to roll my ass there, trying to learn Spanish at the moment, so hopefully that appreciate, always appreciated by Espanol speakers. Uh, Rice Seagal, Dimitar Berbatov, most underrated striker of the Premier League era, who offered nothing in defence, but was one of the most clinical players ever to grace the Premier League in or out of the box. Yeah, he could strike from distance, Berbatov, as well, couldn't he? As well as the volleys and the fine finishes and clever finishes inside the box. Or a Ade, Adej Butulu, I hope I pronounced your last name right there, or a, says Berbatov too. Paul Whitfield says Meza Erzl. John O'Donovan says Berbatov. Cowboy says Adel Therapt. JP at Armar White 99 says Dimitri Payet, who we've mentioned, uh, Payet. Uh, John O'Mara says Waddle, who we talked about, Chris, or I talked about Chris uh, with Carlton Palmer on the podcast this week. Former Sheffield Wednesday, Tottenham, England star of Italian 90, missed the penalty, but just a sort of a laconic, iconic winger, just loads of skill, two footed. But maybe, yeah, it always seemed like he was tired, didn't he? But he obviously wasn't. He was delivering great performances in terms of his uh, style, where he had his shoulders hunched. Smilka says half the current Arsenal lineup, that's for sure. Yeah, maybe generous in terms of that, but the, the fortunes have changed, haven't they? Arsenal, a lot of optimism around them, but it's all changed. Brian Dunn has just got a meme of Andrea Pirlo. Paul Yedden has at Team Ginola tagged in. Uh, David Ginola once again. That's his Twitter handle. Disney says one matter in his pomp was great, however, could only play 10 and didn't fancy a wet night in Stoke. That's a cliched statement, isn't it, about players that perhaps aren't that physical. But I think matter around that time he's talking about his pomp he's still playing at Manchester United still influential but needs to play in a 10 or a free role because maybe lacks the physical gifts to play in other positions just doesn't have pace and strength and size to do it Richard Lewis says Craig Bellamy at Cardiff the first time he came on loan I mean Bellamy had bags of pace in the industry didn't he but maybe he was more of a flair player early on in his career I'm not sure Bacon says Adel Tarat and Andy Davis says another Argentine Juan Sebastian Veron. Uh, who played at Manchester United and Chelsea in the Premier League, but probably had more success maybe in Italy. And, of course, for the Argentina national team, very fit guy, but very skillful socks rolled down and really good ball control and lovely little passes there. So that was uh, the Twitter contributions. Just want to quickly run through the Instagram's responses. As I know people take part in this who don't always necessarily use Twitter, and a few people have posted, a call, uh, as well as aka underscore the fitness pro james who helped come up with the idea and kathleen 19.88 says andrea perlo who we had or patrick vieira she says which is interesting because i see him as more of a mitochondria powerhouse of a midfielder vieira just actually lost his job in ma uh, managing nice in france uh, of course the star for france as well but mainly for arsenal in the uk but think of him tackling picking up the pieces controlling play setting play up Maybe not a luxury, but it's interesting. There's no wrong answers. Uh, Park CDP, George Kincladzi, who we've mentioned, aka the fitness pro, here he is, the one and only adulterat. So he had to stick with it, didn't he, James? Uh, Mesut Ozil. Paul says, Jan Mulby, again. And then Daniel Patrick Smith kind of rounds up where I think we began with Juan Roman Raquelmi, or pretty near that, uh, the Argentine, who's definitely stayed in people's minds. Again, maybe not overwhelming statistics when you look at his career Raquel May, but it shows you doesn't it players and people value that entertainment factor 
brought by the luxury player as well. So I hope you enjoyed that, guys. Uh, let me know if you do. You can rate it on iTunes or whatever platform you may be listening to it right now. Uh, again, it's anchored. Anchor is the place that we uh, host it, but then it's on Spotify or else as well. So any word of mouth as well, any tributes, any tributes, any uh, reviews, positive ones, but negative as well, get in touch. Let me know how we could improve it or I could improve it. Ed Draper 81 on Twitter, as I say, Ed underscore Draper 81 on Instagram. And you can email me hello at drapermedia.co.uk. Thank you to Bang and Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene V, sponsors of the podcast. <clears throat> and remember, if you're looking to optimize your immunity, as we uh, head into the depths of winter where it's dark at about 4.30 in the afternoon as I stare out the window, remember uh, my code at cytoplan.co.uk is draper10r, all capital letters, D-R-A-P-E-R, the number's one zero, the capital letter R. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you are well wherever you are in the world and the restrictions aren't too restrictive and the health situation is good for you relatively as we still tackle this uh, pandemic across the world. And also the financial picture isn't too bad. Hopefully things are going to look up in 2021 as the vaccine arrives in this country first. And the comedian Bill Burr, interesting, tweeted earlier saying, thanks England for trying out the podcast first. We'll, sure, we'll see. I'm sure it's all going to be great. Thank you guys and uh, have a good weekend, as I say. Goodbye for now.